the price of products on the internet is much cheaper than the price people pay in salons. Now, salon owners across the country have deluded themselves for years to say, oh, no, it's absolutely fine. You know, we can still sell our £20 shampoo. But Amazon have been selling that shampoo for 10 years plus for £10. Your customer knows that. Broadcasting from Essex, it is the 23rd of April and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently 49,000. I bet you're crying. Well, you got to take the um, you got to <laughs> take the chip. rough with the smooth so that's far, right, Mr. Joe right, That's right. That's right. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Jeff Bezos. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Mamet. I've got more hair than he, you know what? How much money? What's he worth? Eighty billion. Uh, yeah, I think his his wife's the second richest uh, woman in the world, right? right. Yeah. I've got more hair than he has. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. You, listen, you got better genes, we know. <laughs> you know, we know we poor We guy, know. You know. Stop All showing that off. got no hair. Stop showing off. You, you, you know, you've got better DNA structure. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Exactly, poor guy. Anyway, so how have you been? Is it sunny where you are? It's gorgeous where we are, mate. You know what? It's, it's made such a difference to all my clients this week. It's been really nice ca- catching up with my clients, but I just see everyone's just a bit more smiley. Everyone's a bit more happier this week, yeah, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, you know what? And this is what really annoys me about this sort of extinct rebellions and all these kind of like anti-sunshine brigade. Mm. I think that's what I call them, right? Because every time it's sunny and it's hot, they're just everywhere, right? Anyway, I, don't, I get... Yeah, I'll, I'll go into a bit later on, mm. right? But we were, we went out last night, me and wifey, and uh, yeah, we went to our local Indian, and we sat outside. It was so nice uh, while it was sunny, and when the sun came down, it just got really bitterly cold. Like, yeah, you know I, I bet mean? it really was. I bet, I bet. Yeah, it's funny. Only the people outside that I physically seen and engage with are all happy, smiley, go lucky, but go yeah. and look online, mate. Everyone's as miserable as ever. So if ever there was an example to say, look, guys, just switch it all off. Just give it a week. Just switch it off for a week and look how your life will improve over that week. Your relationships, everyone around you, everything will improve. Trust me, because me and Joe, we've we've been switched off for quite a while, haven't we now, Joe? Well, and who encouraged you to do that? Can you tell me who encouraged you to do that a long time ago? I I kept telling you. Yeah, it's Lionel Blair. Lionel Blair. Oh yeah, you're very close. You're very close on the hair spectrum. <laughs> I always get my Lionel yeah. Blairs and my Joe Memets mixed up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, you know. I mean, what do you think about this ESL stuff? Yeah, well, that was. Obs- I mean, what a news week we've had, Joe. I mean, we've had like. I mean, it's been pretty difficult to keep up with. Like, COVID has has gone like a, a poor man's third place, hasn't it? This week. Yes. Yes, See yes. how quickly COVID got relegated. See what I did there. Segway back into the right. segue. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. so funny. basically the European <laughs> Super League. Yeah, I think that was really interesting how that happened. Now, obviously, I don't want to talk about, you know, the, the format no. of the game. Because I don't think the interesting aspect of what was proposed was about format. I think the format is what everyone rallied against. You know, oh, how can it be a Super League, you know, when you've got to buy your way into it? I genuinely don't think that's the reason why this whole thing has been suggested. I think the reason is more of a power play at the top 
structure of European football. I think basically this was a play on the big clubs to try and break up the monopoly that UEFA have over European football. Can, can, can I inter- can I interrupt yeah, you there a little bit? I mean, I. I, I I, I know where you're coming. I know where you're going. I know what you're sort of saying. But do you think, right? Just, just to like look at it from a different angle, right? Do you feel like because Real Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus, right? These clubs, in theory, are in deep trouble. Yeah. Financially. Yeah. Right. Because COVID has decimated sure. them for a start, right? And there's no way in the foreseeable future. That they will ever recruit that money back or whatever. So, so they actually formed the league, right? These guys formed the league out of desperation rather than the good of the game. Yeah, yeah. I think I can concur you, with that. I can see. I can see you, you that. Know, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I right. totally, I totally understand that point of view, and that's the point of view I'm trying to defend. I'm trying right. to defend their right to be able to do whatever they see fit with the organization that they run now obviously because they, they have to sort they have to they have to be responsible for the for the, for the, the company they represent exactly exactly and what i feel that got lost in translation over the last week was this was owner's greed i don't think it was owner's greed at all I think it was self-preservation. It was like Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Liverpool, all of these teams, they have to spend money in order to appease the fans because the fans want them competing at the top. They've spent all the money on the players, the players being the the operative word here. The players didn't take a pay cut, did they? During COVID. So I just feel there was a lot of vehemency towards the club and ownership when at the end of the day, the deep-rooted problem with football in Europe is that you've got an organisation like UEFA that turn over £3.3 billion a year and their entire product is leveraged off the back of these clubs who pay the wages for all of these players. So you've got an organisation at the top of the pyramid that turns over £3.3 billion that they only put £1.3 billion back into the game. And I think the clubs are a little bit, you know, they're struggling, obviously, because COVID's hit everyone. But I think that the other caveat to this as well is this is all about TV rights. That is all this is about. Well, yeah, because in the Champions League, UEFA keeps all the image rights and TV rights. That's right. So so in in their wisdom, they they want to sort of create more games, don't they? More teams and more games. But it doesn't benefit the Barcelona's, no. the Real Madrid's. It doesn't benefit it the Liverpool's, benefits, the Manchester City. It, it benefits, benefits them. Yes. It ben- benefits their yeah. bank balances UEFA, because they want yes. more TV yeah. games that they can yeah. sell, which is fine. Well, well, which is absolutely well, fine. If they, if they recruit more, if they if they get gather more money, then they can share more money. That is their thinking. Because this is this is the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. Right? Is that you know, the, the Cronkays, the Henry, the Glaziers, not so much the Masseurs and the Abramovics, right? Because they're just sort of pouring money into their football clubs without a damn in the world, right? They're just going to buy success. But people like Perez, you know, Ruth, uh, uh, and Porter, whatever this are, they know how money works, all right? Mm. Whereas UEFA just knows how to share money, yeah. if you know what I'm, if you understand. Yeah, no, Joe, let's bring it back to our industry as well. 
You've yeah. got an organisation top of the pyramid that on a day-to-day -day basis do not take any risk, UEFA, right? Yeah. Which is, that would be the uh, the hairdressing council? That would be any of these organisations that pretend to speak bodies. on our, our yeah. behalf. Every day yeah. they turn up at work, there's no risk to them. What, what they do, they will get fired for or they would, you know, suffer... They're financially not they're, not they're not accountable they're not, that's my point here these yeah. club owners are accountable to the fans that's right yes and therefore they're doing what they can to balance the books after the year from hell regarding covid and obviously all of that stuff what real madrid barcelona atletico madrid have got is they can negotiate their own tv rights within the la liga so obviously, because most people want to pay to watch their games more than they want to go and watch a first division team, they are able to negotiate their own deal. When it comes yeah. to UEFA, every club has got to basically just shut up and, you know, UEFA will give you whatever UEFA deem to be yeah. relevant. Yeah. Well, that that if would you, be if fine. You, if, if you're in a qualifier stage, you get excellent knockout stage. You get exactly, per, per, exactly. So per, it becomes yeah. a meritocracy. But at the end of the day, Joe, if... If UEFA have that power to tell these clubs, or, or basically, if UEFA have the power to never ever be responsible for any corruption, any fraud, or anything goes wrong, because we're the kings of Euro European footballer, nothing can go wrong. They're not accountable to anybody, UEFA. They never were. They never, they never were. were. So, so yeah. So the argument, I, I, the argument that I'm trying to put forward is these business owners have a um, a right, to, a moral, a moral duty, duty moral to their duty. clubs to make them yes. survive on a yearly yes. basis. UEFA's so moral duty is to nobody. So all of this play is, it's to get UEFA to go back to the table and negotiate better TV rights with all of the clubs. Well, I think I think they kind of like. I, I'm I'm not. You know, I, I, I was always a small businessman, right? right? You know, but I suppose business, if you look about 80% of all businesses are the same, right? Yeah. You know, pro, raw product, you know, blah, blah. Um, I said, I'm not going to put myself in that league, that category of these great, great clubs, right? But I, w I would sort of say, though, like every, had a, every time I had a business idea, yeah. I would delegate yeah. with, with my wife, you know, yeah. because she was my partner. And then uh, we we will concur with the um, with the staff. With the data. Okay, so we know here's yes. why we have staff yeah, meetings. Sorry, yeah, I understand what you're about to say. Yeah, right. So yeah, so you you so everyone knows. Everyone knows what's going plan. on. Yeah, but I think when it comes to a power struggle at boardroom level, mate, you can't. You, like the club owners couldn't necessarily but go to the fans. No, 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 though, no, no. But the club owners couldn't go to the fans and say, "Look, this is what we're going to do," because it would have gone back to UEFA. So I think there is a sometimes, you know, there needs to be a bit of secrecy. There needs to be a bit of cloak I, I, and dagger, in order to up like remove the status quo. In order I, to I, think I, about I the competition agree. differently. So if we can say, right, the club, what these European Super League clubs did wrong, yeah, of course they didn't negotiate with the fans. Of course they didn't let the players know. Of course they did I all that wrong. Of course, but how could yes. they have implemented any kind of change? By giving UEFA a heads up exactly what they wanted to do I, first. I think, I think every fan knows, every fan in this country knows, the FA 
and the UEFA are corrupt beyond belief. Yes. Even, even, I'm going to even put people to the into yeah, this, and, right? But they've all taken they the moral know. high ground, haven't they, UEFA? Well, that, that's right. And, and that's, that's the right. hypocrisy that, of this whole thing. It is, but I think, that's, I think because they were angry, because it was just shoved, you know, sort of, come sort of like Sunday night, Monday morning. Yeah. Whoa, what's all this about, right? Yeah. And especially the media. This is what I think the media hmm. were very instrumental in, in, in causing this rubber rousing uh, yeah yeah they promoted it because it's you know once yeah, again they, it's yeah. great it's great for you know headlines it really was yeah I saw Jamie Car with, with yeah Jamie Car I just feel and, that uh, they were painting the the um, the 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 the, uh, the, the bad actors. I was. I felt yes. that they were painting that the bad actors were the tops, the twelve clubs well, here. Well, I don't think well, the, the bad actors are the top clubs. I think the bad actors no. are UEFA and the corruption that's going on there. And yes, I see it as a because, power play to upset that status quo. Well, what what I what I actually find disturbing mm. about the whole thing, right? You know, we think is that you know. So you had clubs like first it was Chelsea and Man City, right? Mm. Who Personally speaking, I don't even know why they were invited because they, they don't need the money. Basically, yeah, speaking. but no, That's but PS, Joe, you're PS, getting into PS, you're getting into no, no, semantics. No, How does anybody no, know no. that forty-eight clubs weren't invited to the Super League, well, but thirty-six well, of them just turned it down? Like we don't well, know. We can't get into the semantics of it. No, I think we got but, to talk more philosophically about yes. the idea. The fact that somebody yeah. had an idea, and before the idea yes. was even allowed to evolve or generate into a new product, it was banned, sanctioned, and removed from from the table immediately. That's what I, I actually wanted to get to that. Yeah, point, actually. that's what yeah. exactly. I, I did. Yes, maybe I was just going the wrong way. Yeah, around. so sorry. I think it, no, it's but all yes. good. It's all good. But this is part of the show, isn't it? We we explore yeah. our our ideas and 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 what principles that we think's been broken here. And I just feel that the fans got the wrong end of the stick and they turned on the wrong people. But UEFA led that march because at the end of the day it was never going to dilute the FA Cup or the Premier League unless the Premier League or UEFA banned those teams from taking part yes yes because this, this was just going to be sort of exhibition match it's going to be it's probably going to be exhibition that they had the rights to sell the TV licensing for yes. uh, everyone would have prioritized it you mean to tell me that the Everton chairman if he was offered this opportunity to go in there and oh by the way your club gets 10 million pounds per televised game he's not going to go yeah, forget the FA Cup yeah. and it's £150,000 for getting through the... Do you know what I mean? It's like, so yes. when you get all these people saying, yeah, all these people should be banned and they should all be docked 20 points, it's like they only want to get them to dock 20 points so they get the advantage so they get in the Champions League to get the money. Yes. So... I mean, the, 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 the interesting thing is I've, I've used the IPL as, as a reference, right, in the cricket. Because, yeah. you know, each, each um, franchise in the IPL, right, they, 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 they buy their players, right? Yeah, sort of like English, Australian, New Zealand, Pakistan, all yeah. these kind of stuff. I don't think Pakistan, actually. Yeah. But like Afghanistan. And they, they, they form their team, right? And these teams, all relatively, on stats, are very similar. Yeah. All right? So each game is very close. You know what I mean? When I sort of say close, Aaron, they're not one-sided games. Yeah. So you've got like, we've got about 12, 12 13 teams, right? 14 teams. And each game is competitive. Mm. So imagine the um, the U European Super League, because everybody, all the clubs buy their best, they've got all this money to buy the best players. So each game would be competitive, mm. because they've got the best, they'll have the best players on the planet, yeah. firstly speaking, 
right? So I kind of get the whole idea. I really did get the whole it's idea. It's just innovative, when, though, wasn't it? But but the yes. idea that the Ind- Indian Premier League couldn't be started as a thing because we're going to ban you from every other competition going was a non-starter because cricket isn't run like that. You know, they have central contracts, well, they don't try, they? Well, they did try that. They, they did, did try, try and ban it, but look with what the, it's... With the Packer, with the game Jerry Packer. But that's right, but that's right. And and look how these new innovations, these new ideas right. come in and benefit the whole game. Exactly, because what they did, they actually started to delegate with the board, because you know, the ECB had the um, opportunity of taking the, um, the 2020 cricket up. Yeah. Right? They said, no, we don't want it. So India took it up. That's right. right? And and the individual uh, and players had autonomy. Do I want to play yes. in the Indian Premier League or not? Yes or no? Up to the player. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because it didn't it did interrupt with their... It didn't uh, interrupt. Their, their interrupt. Exactly. It did interrupt. But who's to say that the European Super League was ever going to interrupt or disrupt anything? Yeah, it could no, have been done pre-season. It could have been done at the end yes. of the league. It could have been done next year when the Qatar World Cup is happening in winter, which disrupts yes. every every league around the globe. So, you yeah. know, forgive me for not wanting to listen to UEFA's moral high ground. Their corruption, and FIFA, because obviously the World Cup is a FIFA decision, they've already disrupted the entire globe's game by putting well, a World Cup tournament in winter because they corrupt, accepted bribes from Qatar to host it there in the first place. Well, you go, you go to a country where there's no alcohols allowed. You can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. So obviously, crab behaviour. Yeah, but that's by the by. It was the, it was the bribery uh, yeah. of the top officials that and like yeah. that disrupted everything. And and the, you know the same people are involved in this scandal. I just think they lucked out because the fans don't necessarily understand the long game here and the so long do, game do here is these, money. Do you think the, the fans that were protesting? Weren't real fans there? No, no. That, that I just think they got triggered. I just think they got yeah, triggered yeah. by like by Messi, but like by Messers, Carragher, uh, and Neville. You know, I just think they got triggered, um, and they got the wrong end of the stick. Like I say, because because the sad thing about the whole thing, right, is that they all backtrack, right? And mm. uh, not so much the, uh, the the European clubs, but the, obviously the top six here, yeah. right? and they're all grovelling now. They're all grovelling. Yeah, they're all grovelling. And, and now that now, right, they they put themselves in such a position where the media wants that wants their. Um, sort of pan of flesh now yeah. right? they wanted to be punished yeah. you, you, do you know what I mean they want to be punished yeah, they're, and they're being yeah, punished they're... for exploring an idea Joe so yeah. I mean if that's Which... not tyranny it's I don't not, know it's not what well, it's not it's, it's not enterprise and it's not capitalism and it's not no. innovation you know and it, it is not a freedom of it's not the freedom to express yourself the free the, the, the pursuit of happiness all the things which are in the United Nations um, constitution of human rights yeah. Goes against, and in fact, I'm so I'm glad you brought that point up because the actual EU uh, anti-competition uh, board or jury or whatever quango they're in, they actually ruled in favour of the twelve clubs, saying that sanctions right. put on these teams is un- not only unlawful but it goes against human rights. So, yeah, so, so obviously the me- well, it just shows you the, the, the level of intelligence the media has. That they still want to pan a flesh. Yeah, well, I think the media are just doing their best to just rile up the supporters, aren't they? So they're going to kind of document anything that's true or not true just in order to get the clicks, the clickbait. Yeah, 
Yeah. But anyway, but with, I think we've yeah. bored our, our listeners enough with European Soccer League. I'm I, sorry, I, it's not always. Well, no, no, like it's quite this. sad. No, because it's quite sad because it's you know it's business, right? Yeah. And we're we're here to talk about business. Yeah, but we've seen the correlation in our own industry, haven't we? You know, with That's with right. um, you know the top salons trying to get well, all the other little yeah. salons to conform to what they're salons, doing. Yeah. You know, let's not reduce VAT or tax for all the salons. Let's put more tax on the the salons in the, at the lower end of the food chain. Yeah, that's what we want. Rah rah rah. You know, and that we yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, in the exactly. summer. It's like, let's not make things better for everyone. Let's punish a small group of people. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah. you know, because they because obviously their business has all suffered. Yeah. But, you know, a bit like the football clubs. Mm. Uh, and it's no, it's no, no fault of their own, yeah. right? Because they've got great products. That's right. Okay, it's the governments. That's right. Okay, with all this sort of uh, the politics uh, surrounding COVID. So you go to sort of the um, our industry leaders. Um, they they actually sort of taking the whole moral ground as well. So what does it tell you about today's society, Aaron? Right, that the the, the average person, right, is being suppressed. Mm. It, that's how I see it. And I think know, they're being played you... like a fiddle. I don't think it's a case of being suppressed. I think I think that people are being played. I think people well, are being triggered in a way using media, using social using all of these things they're being triggered they're being manipulated in a way that only they don't under, like only only the people being triggered are not understanding like they've not woken up to it it's called neurolinguistic programming and it's a, what it's, called? Yeah. it's like subliminal program. messages okay. it's the algorithms which fi fill up your facebook feed which is i'm right. going to put that thing in front of you which i know is going to trigger you so for example my sister she's just got rid of facebook and the simple reason why she got rid of Facebook is every time she went in, she got bombarded with pictures of animal cruelty. And but Facebook, why she doing? well, because obviously she's, you know, vegetarian and she's an animal lover and <laughs> oh, all of this. Right. So the one thing to get her engaged with her Facebook would be, right, let's put a picture of animal cruelty up. And then she would go into this long, you know, essay about this is wrong. How can these people do this? Her feed triggered her based on her her dislikes and her hates and her you know those senses of injustice when you're tr when you're putting injustice whatever that is in your echo chamber when you're putting injustice in your face on a daily basis is that going to make you feel happy at the end of the day or is that going to make oh, you feel well, sad well it, it, whatever it is right you don't really get up in a good mood that's for sure precisely my point right. so i think people are being manipulated i think people are being played and they don't quite understand you had that show that came on um, netflix the social dilemma which was all about this stuff they are they know by the algorithms they know the greater chance of you engaging with their platform is if they put something up that triggers you now if you engage with animal cruelty they know animal cruelty is going to is going to hook, line, and sinker my my sister back into engaging on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? And sharing yeah. content yeah. and pressing that share button and the like button, or the do you know what I mean? Or writing a comment. So this is what social media and the media in general, because that's why we're now in a clickbait society. And why people only they don't even get beyond the headlines, mate. They don't even yeah. get beyond the headlines. They don't even pick the book up. We was having a chat with Lee, weren't we, last week? And it's like, the internet is such an amazing tool because anything you want to learn can be found in about 30 seconds on the internet. 
But people yeah. are too distracted that they don't even pick the book up. They don't even read. They don't even search for that thing that's ultimately going to give them, you know, satisfaction and closure and a sense of being. <coughs> they just feel that I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to waste a bit of time. I'm going to get triggered about something. I'm going to put something, some load of nonsense out into the ether. Yeah, can I, can I just interrupt you there for a second, yeah, right? You just had a cough, right? Yeah. If you work in the salon, you just coughed. Yeah. How would people look at you? They'll mm. think, oh my God, COVID, yeah. COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Would they? Would they, would they sort yeah. of like quarantine everything on the sudden? Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, it would be a bit muffled because I'd been behind my mask and visor and all of that. Yeah, so you'd just sort of steaming up and you'd be coming <clears> to your face. Yeah, you? but you I've developed this yeah. trick of like, you know, coughing into my arm on my shoulder now. So you don't do it through well, your that, hands. I mean, it's just good technique, uh, uh, right? <laughs> We're all about good yeah, technique. Right. We're all about good <laughs> technique. <laughs> So that's one thing we learned last year about COVID, you know, how to cough using your yeah. arms, really, <coughs> your hands. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how, how, how silly is that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, because it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of think that the, that the whole sort of world, right, uh, in, in the pandemic, it's kind of like, it, it shifted in favour of certain organizations certain people things like that right and 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 you know i mean i will always champion the the common man you know the, the not so much the poor but the average person mm. and and as a hairdresser i i do care about my industry uh, a lot but what i find really disturbing mm. right is how has so like people so like you don't know how to min not to manipulate the, is the word, but how to use technology of today. Uh, like we were sort of mm. said about, what was it, micro nanos or um, linguistic, what was that? Neuro-linguistic programming. Right. They, they, they saw like, there's all this wonderful um, and, technology out there. Yeah. Right, so, sorry. <clears throat> and yet they still use the same old, same old. I, mean, I was using shortcuts, 20... One years ago? Yeah, it hasn't evolved. It hasn't moved on. It's just an yeah. Excel spreadsheet. IQ. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So what you know? So what I saw, like, look at the, um, you know, I'm getting all these feeds on uh, LinkedIn and things like that. Uh, you got all these companies saying the same thing, doing the same thing, and again, I think with the with the football thing, right? People can't accept change. Yeah, that's right. They? Yeah, people are against right. change. But, you know, exactly. change brings opportunity. And it should be, it, as long as it's, it as long as it's furthering society in the long term, like all capitalism, it, it, you know, generally it, it tends does. to do. It, it does. You know, idea, human enterprise right? it, it, um, is, is beneficial. Yeah, totally. That's how, that's how the world was created. That's how fire was created. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. And yeah, to so squash much. that, to squash innovation... Basically, yes. we squash improvement, don't we? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you're just going backwards. And, and this is a narrative with certain people. That's right. Or, or certain organizations, right? They, they, they want to go back. Well, not so much they want to go back, but their idea of going forward, it's very different to people like yourself and me. Yeah. And, and to a lot of people. And that's what I find really disturbing. You, you know, uh, I mean, you heard about this new Amazon salon, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, did you want to go there? 
I do want to go there, actually. I think I want to touch on that. Okay, actually. all right, let's it, do it. Let's go it. Again, because, again, it goes into the innovation um, conversation, doesn't it? You know, it's, we're sort of like, it's it just sort of drifting into what we're sort of talking about, innovation. Yeah, but not just the innovation, but also the angle that social media have in triggering an event, which has triggered a lot of people to come out and speak out about it. I've seen certain things like, you know, they should be banned, they shouldn't be allowed in the space, they shouldn't be doing this. But if Amazon were terrible at their job, they would have basically disappeared years ago, right? If they were no good. Mm. Uh, and this is what we were talking about in the last show, you know, um, sense and sustainability. You know, yeah. your business has to be sustainable by default, because if it wasn't sustainable, you wouldn't be able to run a business. You wouldn't own a business. Well, well this it is it. Actually, if you look at the Amazon salon, right? Automatically, just by opening up, is sustained itself, isn't it? Because it, it, it done away with an awful lot of um, unnecessary. Yeah, it's trial and error, I mean, just, Joe. I mean, uh, Amazon yeah. have a uh, ha obviously they have massively deep pockets, but it's the way they've been able to innovate their business over the years that has put them at the top of the you know the top of the pile, the richest company in the world. And this is just simply another innovation they're trying to do. They're trying to experiment with a hair salon. <laughs> Amazon aren't serious about opening up a chain of hair salons. Look, let's think about it. What do Amazon know? They know how to distribute products around the world for the best possible price, and they're amazing at customer service. They don't know how to do a blow dry. No. no. And what happened on social media the other day was everybody that knows how to have a blow dry thought Amazon are going to come out, come in and, you know basically destroy salons as we know it and it was just like you know i just well it has though it, it has though hasn't it because if you actually sort of look at their smart mirror a smart mirror's been around for a long time yeah it's been around for you, years you and i know that yeah. because we've seen it all right so smart mirror's been around a long time now we were we were discussing this and i think for for the benefit of our um, listeners right we could actually sort of expand on it right in the fact that the problems the, the amazon has got is it's going to be the interpretation from the mirror to real life. Yeah. It's the expectation. Me. You know, one of one right. of the, the keys to our job is managing client expectation. You know, we've all got the picture, haven't we? We've all got the picture of yeah. Naomi Campbell and the person that comes in doesn't look anything like Naomi Campbell. Like that, and her hair right. doesn't look anything like Naomi Campbell's. But she wants to leave looking like Naomi Campbell. Yeah, and that's a beauty of magic. Yeah. Right? That, that is our fun of it, yeah. right? That, you know, but... Also, at the same time, our skill sets actually will be able to be able to sort of say to the client, "Look, we look. I can't do exactly like this, but I will do it as close as yeah. interpretate it to to why it will be the best." Yeah, solution, that works right? for you to make it work for you. It, 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 yeah. Exactly. Now, with the, uh, with the with the Amazon Smart Mirror, there's, there's going to be an image of you. Yeah. You're going to have the color. You got the hairstyle. Blah blah. blah. So. That is exactly how you got to go out. Yeah, I mean, what does this... What, so if this is about managing client expectations and the mirror comes up and puts this retouched image of your client with a certain type of balayage or highlight, what does that do to the stylist that um, has to now perform that to the exact expectation that customer's got? It is going to be like a barista in a Starbucks coffee shop or a Costa Coffee, you know, a bit of coffee. Oh, will that, will that increase the amount of pressure on him to make a mistake? No, 
No, because it's all going to be done for him. And if it if it doesn't if it if the client doesn't like it, it's not his fault. No, but when it comes to colour and things like that, you know, the client comes in with that preconceived idea of I want my hair like X. You know, I want my hair like Kate Middleton. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But their hair is closer to being like Kate Moss. Or, right. you know, their hair's closer to Naomi Campbell. Thing. Exactly. So, so, you, so you know, so you can put that picture of them up with somebody else's hair <laughs> right, on them. Exactly. But, but it's having the this, savoir faire to know how, that that, look, listen, darling, that's impossible. You know, it takes away the, the innovation <laughs> of the hairdresser. It, no, I agree, right? But the, 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 the problem will be, right, is that no hairdresser will take responsibility for any mishaps in, in a Amazon type of salon. That's right, yeah. No, no hairdresser. And, that's, and that is a problem with the whole concept. Now, what I'm really angry about, about the, the, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed, actually, yeah. is that... There is so much technology out there. And, you know, I actually looked at it myself many years ago, back with a virtual receptionist, mm. with AI and all this, like, you know, when I, when I did my last song, right? There's so much out there. And it, and yet, everybody still uses the same thing, okay? Which is the song IQ, the shortcuts, and all these things, right? And they're still relying on a monthly subscription, okay? Mm. Now, what, what they see with Amazon Salon, it still hasn't inspired them. Amazon Salon is not inspirational salon, in my opinion. No. Okay? And the reason why I said that is because it's still about selling products. It's all about data. It's not about creating hair. It's, it's, it's more about collecting data and selling mm. because it's all about the experiences isn't it yeah that's right and 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 obviously with hairdressing salons they create great experiences right so amazon right. are just trying well, no. to learn about the experience process right yeah uh, but a hairdresser salon should always be about hair yeah i can tell you that all the time right it's going back to basics and we discussed in our previous show the salons of the future okay now if that was if 19 was if me, anyone wants to go and check it out salonomics <laughs> yeah. 19 now, I, I would have used uh, the technology out there would have been it would have been to able to sort of have a smart salon right without the need to sell without the need of data but to get the clients in and, and to do their hair but using AI around you at the same time yeah having a yeah working you know I mean? smarter to get more yeah, done exactly yeah it, it, no exactly. I, I, I agree um, so what do you think um, Amazon's primary because they've, they've, they've come out and announced this an experimental salon. They're just trying to learn. They're trying to nah, provide, they're trying to provide feel good for their staff because obviously the original people that are allowed in are just their staff members. So I guess yeah. that they can go in, how was the experience? You know, how was the coffee? How was this? How did that work? Do you know what I mean? They're literally just doing market research. Let me give you a scenario, yeah. right? You've got two tickets to go and see Arsenal play, be Wigan yeah. or, um, on the Boxing Day. Right. Crap weather, right? But you had a full hospitality uh, services, right? Yeah. What would your feedback be? It was fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? Forget a football match. Yeah. Nil-nil, <laughs> ball draw. Yeah, yeah, ball draw, right? Yeah. Forget a football match. That's secondary. But everything else was fantastic. Mm. That's exactly what they're going to get from this. Yeah. 
Person speaking. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to learn. I think the, the, my main takeaway from this whole Amazon salon thing is they're going to learn that Amazon need the hairdressers more than the hairdressers need the Amazon. Right, and and what the, what Amazon see most salons right? They only got one product that they sell because mm. that's what they saw like um, Lawton, you know, the Laurier's and Wellers and this and that. Amazon could actually give the salon 50 different products to sell. Yeah, but it all comes right. down to what the stylist does with the product. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what now, I mean. That's that's my uh, point. That's my point. Who, who came up with this idea five years ago? What idea? This sort of like selling to, to them, selling in volume, right? Not one product, one person selling to, to uh, with, with a sort of like a, a list of uh, products behind behind them to sell. Who came up with the idea? What you I, did with Go Sell It? Yeah, well, um, yeah. I wonder where you was you was coming to. Well, no, I, I mean, I didn't come up with the idea of salon retail. I just start trying to solve the problem of why can't salons do retail anymore. And it was simple. It was glaringly obvious to me. It's because the price right. of products on the internet is much cheaper than the price people pay in salons. Now, salon owners across the country have deluded themselves for years to say, oh, no, it's absolutely fine. You know, we can still sell our £20 shampoo. But Amazon have been selling that shampoo for 10 years plus for £10. Your customer yeah. knows that. That's why they've not been buying the products from you. Do you know what I mean? That's why the only salons that do decent retail are ones that come up with their own branded stuff, with their white label stuff, or that it's you know a product that actually you cannot get anywhere on the internet which these days is becoming fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer because every product's available it, on the internet yeah because i've just sort of look at the images of this sort of amazon salon mm. right or the the shelf okay? yeah they're all, they're all different they're all different different products, brands all, yeah i mean the reason why i brought you know, the, the reason why go salon is a thing it's because it was customer convenience it was about removing the middlemen from the situation now as a yeah. salon owner i bet you used to have to do stock checks all the time you had to deal with the yeah. you know the rep coming around trying to sell you like more stuff into it you know that is that well, i must say well, we had we, we did have shortcuts right that did that for us actually sure like, you know, no but at the end sure, of the like, day like, you've like, still got to employ an assistant to get the bottles out put them yeah. on the shelf and yeah. do all that yeah. and and, you know, and what we learned during the pandemic over the last year is that every single customer of mine, uh, of Go Salons, or partner, I should get used to saying partners, every single partner of Go Salon could still sell their products direct to their customer without leaving their house. Which, is the beauty which was the which beauty, the beauty of what we learned during lockdown with Go Salon. Um, and, you know, I know there was a lot of hairdressers out there that were going in, doing two or three days work, getting all their customers' products together and then actually hand delivering them to them out of customer yeah. service. But tell, I'm telling you, that didn't last long because when they actually sat down and, wow, I've worked three days solid and I've only earned about 15 quid for working three days, you know, when because <laughs> it's the capital. It's about spending. You've got to then spend the money on the product. The product's got to then get delivered to you. You've then got to unpackage it. You've then got to classify it and put it in a way. And then, fingers crossed, you're going to hope that someone buys it from you so you can get that capital back that you've just re that you've invested in those products to sit on the shelf. What we found with Go Salon is that people didn't have to buy 
£2,000 of products from L'Oreal that month. They could buy 500 quid's worth and the rest of the retail could be done via the links, selling via L'Oreal direct online. The product company's happy with that scenario. The salon owner's happy with that scenario. And guess what? The customer's extremely happy with that scenario because they're supporting the hairdresser and they're not being ripped off by paying through the nose when they can get that product from Amazon for half the price that the hairdresser's selling it for. So that's a win-win-win, Joe Mehmet. Exactly. This is why, for me, the Amazon salon, I just don't see the problem because if if they're sort of servicing their... their, They're giving an area for their staff to enjoy, right? Obviously, the staff are going to get discounted products anyway, all right? I mean, a tablet, I mean, talk, talk about a tablet. Yeah, okay, yeah but, 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 but Amazon are a distributor, though, right? They're not necessarily yeah. a manufacturer. No. no, that's right. They're a distribution, exactly. So, they're just an outlet. Yeah, they're just an yeah, outlet. They're just providers. They, just, uh, they, they providers. specialize in getting from product from manufacturer to customer. That's what they specialize in. Yeah, yeah that's it. And, as quick as possible. But my point with Go Salon is... You need the expert in the middle of that to ensure that the customer yes. has a great experience to get the right product for their yes. hair, their hair type. And that is what Amazon will learn. Amazon will learn that they need the hairdressers on their side more than the hairdressers need Amazon on their side. That's what they're going to learn. Mark my words. Anyway, Joe, yeah, I, I, it's quarter past three. I've got to go and do the school run. Oh, no. Oh, uh, the, the joys of fun. I know, mate. I know. Um, look, great chatting to you as always. What I mean, Likewise, we uh, yeah, we're going to have to keep this a bit shorter. Maybe we should do a Friday roundup show where we can collect all the week's big stories and just, you know, monitor them. Yeah, but, yeah put, put the world yeah. to wrong. But, oh, I mean, I did what... I did have, I did want to have a sort of like a bit of a worry. I mean, if you've got five minutes, I've got five minutes. Yeah, yeah, go for it, mate. Go for it. I, I don't want to rant. Yeah. I don't want to rant. Okay, but I was, I was talking. Is this I your goat on today. LinkedIn? Well, it's, it's kind of on LinkedIn, but it, it is my goat actually. Yeah. It, it is my goat. And, you know, my wife, me and my wife, we were talking this morning, and she was just talking about India, about the uh, the COVID, the. Uh, the, 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 the rates um, just rising and right the, the, the tragedy that is in India. Mm. And I said, you know what? I really don't believe it. What is the tragedy? Sorry, uh, mate. Uh, what are you going on the about? The COVID, COVID, COVID. What, COVID's COVID. hit India now, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the death rates are just, it's it's going out of control, right? Why is that? And, and, I, and, and I said, I, you know, and you know me. Is I, it not I, the I've summer over there, pers- mate? Well, I don't know what it is, right? But I was watching cricket the other day with okay. so it's quite warm. Yeah. Are the stadiums and, full uh, of people? No, no, no. There's, it's just, uh, no. There's okay, no, so there's, there's no fans inside the stadium. No fans, right? And um, I said, I don't, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Because if there's a world pandemic, mm. why was all these the world leaders yesterday talking about Earth Day trying to get the emissions control emissions down? I mean, which is more important to the to the world politicians, right? Climate change or, tr- or COVID? You know what I mean? That is my goat. Climate change or COVID? I, what's I, most I, important? I think they're both the same thing, mate. <laughs> they're just a license to print <laughs> yeah, money, uh, and those at the top but, but, but can print bullshit. it. To... Well, 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 I agree yeah. with you, right? Because they're, they're both on the same platform yeah. now. So tell they, me, tell me like, how spending, uh, giving tax pa- tax money to the government is going to stop the world from changing uh, with its climate. Well, 
Tell me that. Well, this is it, you know, because, you know, you're talking about all these people who are miserable on, uh, on social media, right? Yeah. Because, you know, the, the world is getting too hot. There's all these, sort mm. of the vegans, there's, there's just too many noise. Yeah, about stop. Nothing. Everyone needs to stop being fear, fearful. You know, the, right, uh, the exactly sun's out. Right. The summer's on its way. Exactly. Everyone should be happy right now. You know, we've exactly. gone through the worst exactly. year ever. It's never going to get as bad as that again. That's the worst year on record, right, in terms well, of happiness. Well, wait till next year, mate, when, 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 the, when the earth gets about two degrees warmer yeah. and you've got all the demonstrations in London, which is already a too great lot because... You know, so some bright spark decided to close. Right yeah, well, like I say, I think in <laughs> Extinction Rebellion, I think that they they play into the government's hand because the government wants to basically put more taxes on us. So the more Extinction well, you know Rebellion, what? I actually can... believe right. The found, I think the head of the um, Extinction Rebellion, right, is Boris Johnson. He carries. Yeah, I think I you're right. I think you're right. I think there is some like yeah, there's some shenanigans going on there. There's so. some yeah, yeah there's a power struggle there. But yeah, no, totally. But the lesson from today's show, Joe, is fundamentally just get out there, start doing it, start smiling, get outside. The world's not as bad as it seems on social media or on the on the TV. Avoid, avoid the media, yeah. exactly. Avoid the narratives yeah. coming exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, mate. Good to speak to you as always. I'll catch up with you next week, yeah? I look forward to it, mate. Have fun. Bye.